It's cooler outside now, but the heat is still on Congress to finish work on the debt limit and spending caps. Even though Robert Mueller's Wednesday testimony has members all abuzz, we get more now from Bloomberg Government Editorial Director Lauren Duggan. I guess the Mueller testimony tomorrow is taking most of the oxygen out of the room, but they've got real business to do, too, don't they? They do. That's certainly the primetime event this week. And as we know, many of the networks will be preempting their programming to focus on that all-important testimony from the former special counsel. But behind the scenes, there will be a lot of work going on to try and get members out of town for six weeks. Um, That's the House, at least, who are leaving on Friday for their six-week August recess The Senate has one more week to go where they'll consider doing or they'll continue doing a lot of the work they have. But um, the all important question here is, will there be a debt limit and spending cap deal that can get through both chambers and through President Trump's desk so that there's some certainty around both the debt limit and what Congress will get to allocate when they come back from the recess in the appropriations bill? Because time is running short for both of those issues. Yes, and the failure to raise the debt ceiling has all sorts of lurid consequences, and that's something that no matter how much division we've seen over the years between a White House and a Congress or within a Congress – They've never not done that, have they? That's correct. That seems to be the one line that nobody wants to cross, in part because no one really knows what's on the other side. We've gone into government shutdown several times in the last few years, as your listeners undoubtedly recall, but we've never crossed the line where we couldn't pay our bills anymore. And there's a lot of uncertainty about what that would mean and how the government would have to operate. And everyone seems to agree that that's not a place where they want to go. And hence, there's been this activity the last few weeks primarily between Speaker Nancy Pelosi on the congressional side and Steven Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary for the administration, trying to come to a deal that packages these important things together, make sure that the government can continue to finance itself past uh, the point of no return when they would start to have to make some tough decisions. They originally thought they would have into September to do this. There's been a couple of um, estimates that maybe the government would run out of wiggle room early in September, and that's really put the emphasis on trying to get something done before leaving for the August recess, just so there's, you know, they're not rushing right before that deadline might take effect in early September. Although based on how cash comes in and out of the Treasury, that date could move back further. But um, that does seem to be kind of this mental deadline of do something before you go uh, on the debt limit. Yes, because I think the Treasury reports have shown that the cash is flowing out at an unprecedented rate and the deficit reached that trillion dollar mark even before the fourth quarter, if I remember the numbers correctly. Yeah, I mean, there, there certainly there are signs here that the, the cash in and out is going to be a problem. And that's um, one of Treasury Secretary Mnuchin's job, of course, is to manage money going in and out of the Treasury. So he's acutely aware of what needs to be done here. And I think that's one of the reasons the administration tapped him to be their voice on this. Um, and of course, whatever he works out with Congress still has to be approved by both parties in the two different chambers of Congress and get through President Trump as well. So even though he's been delegated that task, we're always watching to see what the reaction is to any sort of deal that comes out of the negotiations behind the scenes. But it looks like the deal is going to be the same as it's been for the last couple of years, and that is parity for DOD and non-DOD spending. Right. Um, when, the, when the details are inked on that, and we'll see what 
you know what the levels are and whether it's an equal increase or um, you know obviously the amounts for defense and non-defense spending might not be the same but at least the increases uh, might be the same and that might um, please both sides or irk both sides to the extent that everyone will have gotten something but given something along the way um, the path through the two chambers obviously you've got a Republican majority in the Senate and a Democratic majority in the House and any deal has to please both those two different um, dynamics and work its way through there. So that's what the sweet spot has been, what they've been searching for here. And then whether to offset all or part of those increases, all never seem to really be on the table in the last couple of weeks, but some offsets have been described and discussed so that there would be you no, know, you know, less of a increase in the deficit overall as part of this package. We're speaking with Bloomberg government editorial director, Lauren Duggan, and there's a few other things happening. There are some confirmation hearings of some import in the Senate this week also. There are. There's actually two votes on the chamber floor that are important. Um, the first is Mark Esper to lead the Defense Department, which has been without a permanent secretary since Jim Mattis resigned um, and then had a falling out with the president and left a little bit early. So that's one of the confirmations they really wanted to get done before they go out in recess, especially with some of the tensions heating up in the Middle East and elsewhere. And also Stephen Dixon to lead the Federal Aviation Administration. That's another position that will likely be confirmed this week. Um, and then in the committee level, there's a number of ambassadorial nominations and, and other positions that will also be getting votes and hearings um, before the Senate leaves. Um, often before there's a big recess in the Senate, we see a lot of action to push nominees through so that they're in place going into a long recess. The DOD job, more than any, is one that I'm sure that members want to make sure they've taken care of before they head for their five-week recess starting next week. And that one's got a deadline of July 31st anyway under the Vacancies Act. That's as long as anybody right. can act as acting, and then they would have to have somebody designated doing the job of, or that's whatever terminology they use. Exactly, exactly. And there's also a wrinkle here that we've been covering of the fact that if um, you're too officials at the FAA both have military backgrounds. They couldn't serve in the number one and the number two jobs, which is something that could be faced coming up here. So we're also watching to see if Congress takes care of that and gives a waiver so that both number one and number two at the FAA following Mr. Dixon's confirmation will be all set. So that's another wrinkle we're watching this week. And you did mention the Mueller testimony, which uh, Washington is all agape at the prospect of it. Do we know the format? Is it a joint testimony or how's it going to work? Well, he'll have a chance to be questioned by Republicans and Democrats. And one of the reasons this is happening this week rather than last week was to give more time and ensure that there was ample chance for um, the committee members here to question him. Um, what we'll be watching is just what Robert Mueller will say when he gave his press conference after he delivered his report to the Justice Department. He said he wouldn't really go beyond the text of his report. So that might be a dynamic we witness where um, he might be asked about the report. He'll probably confirm what's in the report and may not go much further there. So we'll see if there's creative questioning or creative ways that members will try to elicit more information than um, Mueller, who, of course, was very tight-lipped throughout the whole process, if when he's in front of the cameras and in this um, committee hearing room, if he'll say anything beyond what he's inclined to do. Yeah, he strikes me as the kind of guy like a sardine can. Once the sardines are all out of it, you're not going to pull whales from the same can. Exactly, exactly. And um, he's he's a very, um, as we, you know, a very reserved person. He's very tight-lipped about this. And I think he'll be very, um, very careful in what he says in this public testimony. All right. Well, we'll tune in. Lauren Duggan is editorial director of Bloomberg Government. As always, thanks so much. Thank you. 
We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand by subscribing at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.